For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. G'day and welcome to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast coming to you on SEN. Back for another week and back with another big, big guest. Got to do a uh, special shout out to our good friends at KO and Fox Cricket for this one. Very generous to lend us one of their ambassadors. One of the greatest openers we've ever produced. The one and only David Warner. Thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure. You look great, mate. Oh, you look thanks. terrific. Yeah, you Appreciate it. Fighting fit? Uh, well, you'll soon see. I don't know. <laughs> I always feel fit. I feel like I'm 21. Yeah. I mean, that's just the opposite for me. Yeah. What do you mean? What you were saying before, like, you've had a bit of a nice period of time off. Yeah, it's been good. How long's it been? I think 25 and a half days now. Where does that stack up in terms <laughs> of, like, where does that stack up in terms of time off, like? Um, that's probably seven years, one day off every year. Um, a couple of days off every year. Uh but that's always family time. So theoretically, yeah. a day to myself would be like a, probably three Wednesdays now. I've played golf for four and a half hours, and then it's, yeah, doesn't even stacked up to a day off. Jesus. Um, yeah. Isn't that wild? The fact that you know that it's 25 and a half days off, I think, says everything that yeah. I need to know about how little time you get off. That's just that flight out in the middle of the day. That's that half a day. Yeah. <laughs> Has, have, you, have you got more time as you get older or less time, do you think? I think you get more time between training sessions off. Um, you know, usually it used to be like you'd land and you had, like for a test match, for example, four days lead in. So the first day would be like your, a bit of content stuff, um, your headshots and, and that, and you'd fly in that mid-afternoon. And then the next day would be like an optional training, main training session, and then you have your optional before the game. So that's like changed a little bit now. So um, after that first test... You probably get the next day off. You can either fly back home for the night um, and then you can come come in with a main session then an optional session. So when you're up and going now, it's 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 better to maximise that time at home. How many frequent flyer miles you got, do you reckon? 1,750 points, I reckon. Is One that, million, yeah. Uh, oh, One a million. million. One million, sorry, yeah. I was going to say it was like a 1,000, David. No, Someone's what? ripping you off. You know, you've been robbed of <laughs> so miles. That was credit, the status credits are about 1,000. Stat water status credits? I don't know. Because... The perks of playing for Australia is you get automatic platinum membership. So okay. status credits equate to the status of your membership. So right. I think to to attain uh, platinum, you need 1,200 status points, which theoretically is close to 10 return business class flights to London in the year, in the calendar year. And you've got what? 12,000? No, I've got 1,200. You've got 1,200. Yeah. Okay. Which, which is, well, that's just Cricket Australia paying yeah, for your yeah, flights, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So is it a bit of a flex in internally in the side, like who has the most points? No, well, technically the, the, the captain of the Australian test team used to get the chairman lounge card, which is strictly only for like high-flying businessmen and oh. um, politicians, taxpayers' money. Mm, um, yeah. They get it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, and they're the the perks. So, like, if you fly more than that, I think it's like twenty four hundred status points, which is like basically flying every probably once a week to London back uh, or New York and back. You get that status. So, yeah. do you still does the captain still get chairman's lounge? 
I don't know. I don't actually. I don't think they do. Well, that's disgraceful. I have to ask Pat Cummins actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah ask Pat for us. Yeah. I well, that's. I mean, he'd I, be the like, he'd be the hottest guy in there if oh, if he's got it. Grizzly old businessman, <laughs> saggy old dudes, and you got Pat Cummins with the bluest eyes in town. How's Pat go? How have you? How do you find like, you know, Pat as a captain? Is what what you see is what you get. Basically, he like the sweetest man in the world. Yeah, but he's trying to portray himself as his country boy. Like, you bought a place out at Mittagong. <laughs> It's an hour in the city. Yeah, dude. You know, I was, I'm from Mitigong. Well, I, I can like, buy a tractor and put it in the city as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a lot of shots of just paddocks behind him. It's like, come on, mate. And There's like cu- a main and road couple right of cows. There. Yeah. Well, I like that though. You know what I mean? What, man of the people. He's yeah, skipper yeah, yeah. now. He needs to sort of... Climate change. He needs yeah, to be yeah, Driving his V8 Range Rover. <laughs> flying in Qantas planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. You know. He's got a few candles around the house apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get lost in his blue eyes? Uh, well, I first did. Like yeah. now, it's, I just try and look away. Yeah. Don't look directly at him. It's like the sun. He's a captain, mate. You can't look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> Have you, has it changed the way that you speak to him now that he's captain? Like, is there like that element of he's mm. now the senior? Well, more he's the way he speaks to everyone else. Yeah, I think yeah that's probably, probably a different way. Does he like have to be more assertive or is it just sort of like, is it, is it relatively not much changes other than he just is maybe more involved in decisions? No, nothing really. Nothing's changed at all, really. Yeah. I think oh, if you ask all the other guys, I think the way that people talk to me is a little bit different now. I think I've got a bit more respect. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if I feel like so I'm, I feel like I'm the one there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, you're an elder state. I'm organising everything, <laughs> golf trips and dinners and. Oh, yeah. well, really? So, that's yeah, have you. Yeah. Is that like a role di- given to someone in the side, or is it just you've taken no, that? It's upon just a yourself? responsibility. I yeah. hate being at pla- going to places and not being um, organised. Right. And like, if we're going on a trip. I don't know, if we're going to England next year for the Ashes, for example, you can't get onto a, a private golf course, um, you know, unless you remember, you know, two days out, just ring them up. Yeah, mm. okay. Hey, it's Dave Warner here. Uh, <laughs> can I get a round of golf on your golf course? And, uh, you know, they, they just don't do it. So yeah. you need to be organised. And restaurants as well in advance, the, some of the guys are real posh, eh? Like they oh, really? like their, yeah, fine dining. Fine so dining. you can't just ring up again and say, hey, it's Dave Warner, <laughs> Steve Smith. I've got Pat Cummins as well, the Australian captain. How about it? No, mate, there's a three-month wait list here. Attica in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how has it changed um, how you treated now on the side to when you first came in? Like, what was it like when you were a young buck? Uh, I was a bit of a bulldog, hence the name Bull. Um, oh, I was rough around the edges. Um, didn't really – you probably don't really understand the um, nature of – what you're, how you're perceived as well, because you are representing the Australian cricket team, right? So, um, I just, you know, you, you go out and have a few drinks, and you just think it's you, but you're Dave Warner, the Australian cricket player. You're not just Dave Warner, the you know, the bloke that used to stack shells at Woolworths. So, mm. that there didn't really hit home until you know a couple of years in. Obviously, a few misdemeanors here and there, but you know, once it sunk in, you you understood that and. I think that's why now, like, you walk out your door and you're petrified that there's a, a bloke with a camera trying to get a bad shot of you, you know, wearing really? some baggy yeah. jeans and baggy clothes. Listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. It's Tom and Eddie here, coming to you on SEN, and we are talking to the one and only David Warner. Now, it ain't worth risking missing the biggest rivalries in cricket as Australia take on India in the lead-up to the T20 Cricket World Cup. Tom, you're absolutely right. You've nailed it on the head. Now, this is a three-match series, and it's live and it's exclusive, baby, on Fox Cricket, and it's available on Co. and it's all ad break, free in play. Yes. Now, back to the show. So, big 
Big year of cricket coming up, big summer of cricket. Obviously, we kick things off very shortly with the lead into the, the T20 World Cup. How are the boys feeling? What's the vibe around town? Are we building nicely? We will be building nicely. Uh, how are the other boys going? Wouldn't have a clue. Had to drop Steve Smith's um, cricket to him from Sri Lanka because he went to New York, so I took his cricket home for him. Got charged excess that. baggage as well. Oh, you got charged yeah, as well? Yeah, excess baggage. Oh, yeah. Do we invoice yeah. Steve for that? Oh, he'll take me to dinner somewhere. <laughs> My choice. I would have thought Steve would not would not be caught dead without a cricket kit within like five metres of him at all times. Isn't he sort of a bit of a shadow bat guy? He, well, yeah, he is, but I think because he was going, going to New York, the I think the luggage excess bill over there is quite hefty. So I think... He knew he wouldn't get 120 kilos coming back on a United flight, probably. So <laughs> he got me to take his, um, I think it was his extra pads, some shoes and stuff. Got Nathan Lyon to take, I think, another luggage bag. And I think he got Marnus to take his cricket kit. So wow, he's just offloaded he, like, yeah, offloaded to everyone. So he packs heavy. Good Lord. Oh, a, yeah. Cricket kit's not 100. How, how much is the cricket kit? We get 80 play? kilos. So basically, we played all three forms there. Um, so you three different pairs of pads. Um for a two, what was it, two tests, so and in very muggy conditions. So you're looking at probably 30 pairs of gloves. Um, 30 pairs. He of takes gloves. like 20 bats. I take about six. What else is there? He so he has to have a different shirt. Like he probably has to have two shirts for each day. So he'll probably take. Were we there 20 days? Yeah, probably 40 shorts. Probably three pairs of pants. Three pairs of jeans. Oh my god. Yeah, he dresses for every case. Seriously. So. Yeah, my God. So, and we're only in a hotel, mind you. We're in lockdown. So, how many boxes do you get through? Do you have just one box, uh, pending, pending? No, you know, nothing damages it. Well, because yeah, obviously you can't, you can't wash your box, box right? Like you can't guys. wash your box. You can't. Well, you can. You can wash your box, but yeah. generally it's either in between your tights and your budgies, or you're got a um, what do you call them? I don't wear them anymore. One of those drawstring things. Uh, jock straps. Like jock jock strap. Yeah, jock straps. Um, I haven't changed mine in seven years. Really? No. And the only way you, you, you change it is if you lose it. Because once you find one that fits, mm. like, you know, different sizes. So, oh, of course. You know, it's it's one of those ones, yeah. So, Does anyone get them moulded like a mouth guard? <laughs> <sighs> well, I tell you what, Marnus wears two or three on top of each other. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> no, careful. Yeah. No, because, yeah, he goes, if one cracks... And it, like, there's been occasions where guys have cracked it and it's open and slit, you know, like oh, it's Michael Bevan back in the day. Oh, yeah, Sean yeah, Sean Marsh. Yeah. Like, it's painful. Yeah, like, no, I that. actually think I respect the, like, multiple layers. No, I do. Yeah, I, you would I have do. to. Oh, I still got a plastic one. The guys have a um, titanium one. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it's just com- comfort. Yeah. Also, box technologies. Getting up, getting there. up yeah, mate, yeah, mate, yeah. If it hits, it might get the boundary, you know. Like, ball bars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule coming up is full on, all available on Fox Cricket via KO. May I add, the pre 2020 World Cup, you play, you uh, guys take on India in India. England back here in Australia in T20s, three matches as well as three matches in India. Then you've got the World Cup, which we're doing a live stream for. It's the first game, Australia v New Zealand, on KO, Fox Cricket. I think you missed the West Indies there. Uh, or is that after the World Cup? It's after the World Cup. Well, Test Summer. So then we've got the T20 World Cup, West Indies, South Africa. 
I think there's T20s against West Indies before that. Well, you know what's going to happen, Dave, is that once we finish here, <laughs> the intern is going to be taken out the back and he's going to be locked in the bins. The only, the only reason why I know that is because they changed a game from uh, Metricon. We had two games at Metricon against West Indies. It's now in Brisbane because the South Africans decided to ditch us and go home. Correct. Oh, really? Correct, yeah. you passed. Yeah. Passed the test. You passed the test, yeah. You passed the test. We want to keep you on your toes. <laughs> there we go. All right. He's paying attention. He's paying attention. I'll say that in the next five years. When you see – I mean, I, I know these schedules have kind of become very – it's like part of the course now for, yep. for cricketers. But when you see that coming up after a really long, luxurious 24 days off, mm. how does that make you feel? You like, does it make you anxious? You're like, Jesus, there's a lot of cricket. Or are you just like pumped? I'm actually looking at where's the closest park to the next hotel. I'm looking at um, kids' places to take kids yeah. um, and rooms, hotels, big, big, big hotels. I'm always texting the, the manager of operations saying, you know, what hotel we're staying in? Does it have interconnecting? What do we have? What's our resources? Cricket's not, not even there anymore. It doesn't exist. It's more about where, you know, family rooms. How much yeah. sleep am I going to get? Yeah. What can I'm I do with, with the kids? So, so will they come – the whole like will they follow you around with all like for all of these? Nah, I think mostly Brisbane um, because there's obviously a lot there to do. Um, maybe one trip to Perth that will probably be the Test series. Um, Melbourne, I come down to Melbourne. Mm. My birthday's down in Melbourne, so I come there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, just wanted to get in early. Yeah, twenty five, twenty five. When you when you're when you travel with the family, do you request interconnecting rooms? Do you sleep by yourself the night before? Like, do you no. need complete alone time? Nah, from business from, as usual. from day one with Ivy, I've just slept. They've I've, obviously the baby sleeps in your room. Yeah, um, and then interconnecting, they all yeah, that's chaos. But I've learned through back in the day since I turned eighteen, I didn't really get much sleep, so I'm used to it. So um, it was fine. But at the end of the day, like, you've got plenty of time to sleep later in life. That's Fair right. point. Look, I do think that it's a perfect. <laughs> Opportunity for me to also acknowledge I'm a father of two young girls. <laughs> so I, you know, I get how f***ed it is when you're trying to do anything with children. And, uh, you know, I also look for adjoining rooms of hotels. Unfortunately, though, we just have to go with a single room. <laughs> All of us in the same bed. <laughs> 2020 World Cup. It's, it's funny, right? Like just there's the back-to-back years. Um, we've got the, the, this next one coming up soon. But last, the, the last one that we just won... Coming into it, I don't know whether your form was necessarily and how you saw your form coming in, but there was just talks about your form. And then as the tournament came on, we win, you dominate, you get player of the player of the tournament. How did that feel as like a as an award that you've won over your career? Was that like a very satisfying one because of a bit of the bullshit that was going on before? Yeah, like um, the light switch was off. You know, it's not ready. We're not ready to go. Once that you know the first game came on, the light switch went on, and I was ready to go. So. From our perspective, it's about conserving your energy. Like, you know, for, I always say, you know, form is temporary and class is permanent. And from my perspective, I played enough cricket to understand what I need to do. Mm. Um, I don't. I've never overtrained. Um, but that whole tournament, I think, what gets what, what's missing from that is the fact of how good Adam Zampa was in that whole tournament. And he deserved, um, you know, the, the player of the tournament. He won us every game pretty much. But um, I actually did something. Yesterday they asked me a few questions and they asked me what was so good about that series. We had fun. Yeah. Like the the word the word fun was missing from our team, and that whole series there was awesome. We played right. so much golf. We chilled out. We enjoyed each other's company. 
we couldn't do anything. We're in lockdown. Mm. Um, and literally everyone came to the golf course to have a few beers because it's the only place that we could actually mingle. Who was in charge of creating that or the, who was the architect of creating that environment where it was so chilled, everyone's having fun, you're playing golf, like you say, you're going out there and you just, you dominate and you win and you win well. Who was behind that, do you think? I think it was a collective. If you looked at the one day, the one day and twenty twenty team, it's pretty much the same team. You got a, co- a collective of characters. Mm. Um, you know, you got Marcus Stoinis, who's the Adonis. You know, oh, yes, I can't is. believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got Zams, who's just weird. Yeah. Um, you know, he could wear that um, plant behind you to look cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just the type yeah. of person he is. So we've got well. a great bunch of characters yeah. and. You know, you put a beer in each other's hand or we sit here around, you know, around a table or whatnot. We just chill out and we're all so chilled and we just love each other's company. Um, funny, funny little story. Um, I actually caught a car down from Abu Dhabi instead of the team bus because I didn't want to drive two hours in a bus because over there, buses can only go 80 on a highway and cars can go 200. Um, and... I actually changed the rooms around and I interconnected with Andrew McDonald. And we had 22 days um, in that one hotel. And literally every morning I was on his bed at 7.30 in the morning and we never closed our door at all. And that's how close we were. And obviously he's our, he was our coach. Now, he said the only good thing about now is I get a suite and you can't bring it in the connecting in, room. Right. Um, so, you know, that was how, how well our team was gelling um, mm. in the World Cup. And that's probably why we're all so happy now. Yeah. Um, Running our own space. Just an all talk with Hello Sport. It's Tom and Eddie here, and we're coming to you on SEN, talking to the one and only David Warner. Now, before we get back to David... Punters and dribblers. What? Attention, please. What do you want? I want your attention. Okay, you got Have it. I got it? Perfect. Thank you. Need to tell you something. Don't risk missing the biggest rivalries all summer long on KO, Tom. On KO. Fine, Eddie. You, you want me to start talking about all of the pre-T20 World Cup action being live to Fox Cricket on KO, including the series against India, the West Indies and England? Is that what you want? That'd be good, dude. Is that I mean, what you want? That'd be great. That'd be special if you did that. Can I also come in and say something else? What? Do not miss every single match of the T20 World Cup mm. live. Ad break free during play. So you're telling me no ads? No ads during play. During the play, no ads. No ads. Wow. Uh, How good is that, bruh? Mm. Gets better. Cherry on top, if I may. Do you like test cricket? Love it. I love test cricket. Watch every ball, baby. Yeah. Of every test, baby. Yeah. As we take on the West Indies, you're getting humped. And South Africa, you're getting humped. All on KO. Back to the show. How much do you read into the media's... um, sort of predictions on how a team will go before you know any given world cup like i should, no cut, one I should g- cut you off there use the word read <laughs> yeah. but you know what i mean no one gave us a chance do you, do you give a shit about any of that does the team ever talk about it do you use it as motivation or you just completely ignore it you're talking about the australian cricket team like you're not talking about um you know a, a local team down the park mm. you're playing for your country it's australia you know you never write us off mm. and for us we've won World Cups before and when you've won World Cups whether you've been a part of it or not it's something that always gives you that spark knowing that we've won it any experience and in that team a lot of people have won either Shield, Shields um, we've been part of the 2015 World Cup um, IPL wins people in that team know how to win and that's you know England when they beat us um, was sort of the kicking up the backside we needed yeah we lost a toss it, was a, it wasn't a great wicket 
but we knew then we didn't play our best um, brand of cricket. So we knew um, what we needed to do. And that was, you know, pump your chest out, you know, get out there and have some presence and have some energy in the field. And from that game, our energy just went to another level um, on and off the field, which was fantastic. How was the uh, the circuit post victory? I just remember seeing like as soon as you see those big like ski goggles come out, you're like, okay, yeah. no, it's business time. Boys are on. Yeah, boys are on. Ripping and tearing in. Boys suits. are on here. Was that how was that? How was the the celebrations? Well, we only came to know on the plane trip home how those goggles came about. They were ordered 24 hours before on Amazon <laughs> by Matthew Wade and Mitchell Swepson. So that was how that was how confident we were going into that game. Don't let anyone else know, but hey, boys, we got some goggles in the back for our celebration. So. Shout out to Amazon as well for the prompt delivery. And shout out to Wade that was, Swepson yeah. for playing eyes up. Oh. And then didn't Wadey come out and brain it in the final? Like oh, I can't yeah. remember. Like, is yeah. that, did he dominate? Well, he scooped in the Pakistan. So in the Pakistan game. So right. that was um, that was the, the game before where, like, yeah, we. One that a pump and we needed like eleven and over. That's right. Um, I think that gave him the confidence to actually just press enter and purchase. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that celebration like we had five hours. Like we had to be up at seven thirty to catch a plane. Oh, so we really? got back to the hotel at one thirty, upstairs in a you know seven star resort, and they've told us no no music. Oh. We said, hang about, there was a wedding here a week and a half ago and we couldn't sleep at three o'clock in the morning and you were saying, we've just won the World Cup and we can't have a beer. Did so, you do it anyway? No, we did. We went upstairs yeah. and, you know, we, we had a few drinks and a few champagnes. The Cricket Australia tab was finally um, allowed out. So oh, nice. You know, obviously, they went through some tough times. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I waited for that new, you know, that new negotiation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, we had a fun time. The boys were dancing. Um and I think one of the favourite songs that was played that night was um, um, It's a More. Oh, really? um, so all the boys love that ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was good. It was awesome. We absolutely loved it. That's great. So you, with these two T20 tournaments or three, if the Windies, as we correctly tested you, uh, before the World <laughs> Cup, what's the go there in terms of the way you play those because you don't want to reveal too much before the tournament? Or is it sort of just like we're just going to go on – pound them and then just keep keep going yeah look it's a it's a momentum thing as well like you know i think you, you go out there and you you can actually practice um a lot of things that you would like to implement in the um in the world cup so it's like playing without fear you know you can try new deliveries um you know you can attack certain bowlers and you know you just try little things and mm. then it's the best time to do it because it's a lead up into a world cup and you know, when you break things down, yeah, you want to win every game and every tournament that you're playing, but the World Cup's the pinnacle. Um, that's the finish point. That's the end point. So practice all the stuff that you want. Get rid of all the cobwebs. Um, you know, we can work out, you know, different scenarios of different games where we can take things on. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about learning and doing the process right. When you're – this kind of goes for any – I guess any format, but, like, when you are just in the zone and when you're in the zone, it's unlike – most other cricketers that yeah around the world when you're absolutely just pounding bowlers what is that feeling like when it's just like you can't seem to miss a ball you know everything's coming off you're pulling off these really arsy shots as well like you can just tell that you're you you can not put a foot wrong what is that feeling like and do you people that don't get that feeling ever and do you literally start seeing them like beach balls (laughs) everything feels like it's in slow motion even when they're bowling 150Ks. It's almost like you're reading the situation before they've bowled it. And 
that's when you are on. That's the form that you wish to keep going, that momentum for like six to 12 months. Mm. Um, you know, look at Joe Root in the test matches. He just literally looks like he's playing in slow motion. Everyone's been in that part. Everyone's been in a, in a downfall as well. So, you know, it's about slowing the process down as much as you can and going back to basics. Um, but, yeah, when you're out there and you're absolutely smacking them, like – you feel like you're just going to hit every gap and you're not even trying. Mm. And that's where you get those nicks and it's just through that, you know, first and second slip. Yeah. They haven't even gone for it. Like, that's some of the luck that you get in the game as well. Is, oh. there, is there one that's more satisfying? Like, in the T, like T20 where you're just, it's all big and massive. Or with Test Cricket where there's a bit more, I guess, it seems like, you know, a bit more precision and control and, like, you know, maybe it's more thought out. Is there one that's more satisfying when you're dominating? Yeah, look, when you play test cricket, a nice straight drive down the ground is always a good one. And then when you hit one out the middle in 2020, you smacked it for six. You know, 50,000 people, like, that's like, yeah, that's that's a good shot. But if it just gets over the rope, you're like, am I getting weaker? Am my bats getting, am my bats, are they knocked in properly? Are they, you know, and then Stoin hits one 17 rows back and you're like, man, I wish I had your muscles. So the World Cup's coming up. Um Obviously, I think that Australia wins and Australia wins well. Mm. What's it like playing a World Cup at home? Do you, do you do you enjoy that sort of that feeling more than any other? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, home crowd, um, big crowds. So Love if you MCG, you know, hundred thousand. Yeah, like it's crazy. Um, yeah, most games will be pretty much sold out. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things that you're on home soil, and um, I remember 2015 vividly. Like, you know. Seeing um, Pup and Smudge hitting the winning runs and then running out there in front of you know hundred thousand, when Mitchell Stark bowled and Brendan McCallum, Dude, like, we were I've, together, we yeah. were sitting on the couch. That I've never so heard special. anything like it. Like that, that, that first three was it? Good? First three balls. First three I think balls. he was just shitting oh. his pants. Yeah. And that first, the third one. And he came it. out later, being like, "Oh, I should have played it differently." It's like, shut <laughs> up, mate. <laughs> in swing one hundred fifty four k's an hour. Yeah, I should have scooped it. Yeah, <laughs> but that feeling there, like you know, like that's what you play for. And that's what you live for. And yeah, it's awesome. This is all talk with Hello Sport, thanks to Neds. Take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But as always, gamble responsibly. Now let's get back to our guest, David Warner. Test cricket this summer, if if selected, uh, you will play your 100th test, I think, in Melbourne. Mm. Have you reflected on the fact that you're coming up on your 100th test and sort of what that means to you and your whole journey and all that? It sort of, sort of hit home when um, Gazza played his 100th test um, and only seeing only, you know, over, what is it, 13, 14 people have done it. Um, so it's obviously a massive achievement to play one test. That was always my dream. But so to play 100, yeah, it's something special and something that obviously will remember forever. Um, but, yeah, it just shows how much cricket <laughs> that we've played and how many days have been out there, 500 days of cricket. Like it's, Dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. A, have you thought about maybe just missing one of the Windies tests <laughs> and then just having it in Sydney? As yeah, a, I've got a bit of a sore yeah. toe. Mate, yeah. we, can, we can do something. We can make <laughs> something it was a Sydney happen. boy, I think that's probably – yeah, that's the right call. We could have you roll an ankle <laughs> on a pool ball here and <laughs> yeah. get you out. 100%. You were selected for international duties without playing any first-class cricket. I think that's the first time – in Australian history that's ever happened. What was that experience like, you know, just being pulled from relative mediocrity? Yeah. And how? And how? Um, probably had a lot to do with putting um, Sean Tate out of Adelaide Oval. Um, you know, it, it, it was actually quite funny. I played against him two games in a row and 
to myself, to be able to, you know, one, pick up his length and pick up his speed and, and to pull him um, made me feel like actually it's actually not that hard. Um, you know, like if I can actually do that against him, seeing guys like Dale Stain rip people's poles out left, right and centre and obviously yeah. coming up against them um, gave you the confidence. But I think the way maybe I tackled him in those games leading up, I scored 165 against uh, Tasmania as well. So... It wasn't by chance. I was actually on a on a roll, yeah. and I think that's what they went for. And they obviously Michael Clark playing with me at New South Wales as well. I think they they um, saw something there that they probably needed or wanted at top of the order. So yeah, I was grateful for that opportunity, and yeah, I didn't even realise like I had no idea about not representing your country um, without playing a first class game. Like I didn't even read too much insects. I didn't know you had to like sort of the unwritten rule was. Got to play first class cricket, then you play for Australia. So yeah. um, it was like good that, how yeah. it changed, yeah. yeah. And we'll probably see more of that now. How quickly did your life change from like that moment to you know, obviously what it is now, but like before that moment? Because I, I've, you know, we've watched cricket for my whole life, but I remember that innings and I remember everyone going, who the hell is this guy? What's going on? This is crazy. Like, what was it like after that? Yeah, it was really surreal. Um, I actually remember going out that night with my brother till about six in the morning, just stayed at Crown Casino and like just had a few beers and was just chilling there and just lost track of time. And I saw Ricky Ponting as I was walking in the foyer, just looking at me. And we didn't have a, it was like a, we had a one o'clock flight in the afternoon. Um, and I just re- remember it vividly, like seeing him and just going, man, I'm actually playing with these guys. Like, yeah. this is, this is crazy. And I just was so caught up in that moment. Um, of like pinching myself going, I actually can belong here long term. Um, and yeah, from there I sort of dug deep and I didn't really change my game or work harder on my game. I just went out there and tackled it head on and I made my debut one day. Cricket got dropped after seven games, but um, I was told to play the same way. And then from there I knuckled down and go, hey, I've, I've had a taste of it. Now if I really want to you know, make this a career, I'm going to have to work hard and um, change a few things and, yeah, work at it and, yeah. How soon into – like, how many tests you played before you got a ton? It wasn't that many. It was second test. So it was the second test. And you got lost. 100. And you lost, which, I which, mean – Which hurts. But I, just, I thought – I mean, listen, we're big, great cricketer fans, uh, the podcast, and they're always like the most satisfying – 100 is in a losing side because no one else has done their job but you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually talking about this yesterday actually. Um I was always saying it hurts more when you lose the game and you score 100 because it's all like, you know, Mike Hussey always said, when you score 100, make sure you celebrate and have a few beers that night because it's few and far between when you have a good day. And I look back, I've got 24 test hundreds in almost 100 games. I've only had 24 good games. Now, if I go back and look at how many <laughs> we've won, I've probably had one. <laughs> like, you know, I've had more. Yeah, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't really enjoyed this. <laughs> I haven't celebrated anything. It's actually interesting to think about like 100 tests. 2400s is like obviously, you know, greatness status. <laughs> but out of 100 tests, 2400s, when you do look at it like that, you're like, oh. two innings as well. So, like, you know, <laughs> essentially maybe 200 innings, maybe a bit shorter. Yeah. It's crazy. How, how did that triple feel against Pakistan? 
Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. We were together um, for that one as well. We were. We're always together for your big moments. Together when you smacked that quick hundred in Perth. What was that? Like 70-odd balls. Was that in the first session? Yeah, that was that was, yeah, it was 23 overs to go in the end of the day. At the end of the oh, day. And right. you just yeah. pumped them. Yeah. I was sick of watching Ed leave him at the other end. <laughs> it was boring. It's green. If it's green and mean, what do you do? You swing harder. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we talk about Ed. Uh, you know, you've had some you've had some openers in your time. Like you've had a few partners, haven't you? Who's it, without saying who's your favourite? Oh, you know what? Not even that because obviously you don't want to say that. How's it now been with Usman? Where he's you know he's been in and out, but now that he's back in, you're seeing how incredible he is, and that maybe you know he could have been he could have been playing a lot more of late. How has it been seeing his return to the side? Yeah, it's been awesome, and I think a lot of it has to do with. Um you know, where we are in our careers as well. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. You know, you've, you know, for him, he spoke openly about it that, you know, he always wanted to play again for Australia, but he thought, you know, it might not ever come. So, you know, to play with that freedom and attitude is, is awesome. And it's hard to take that attitude into playing for Australia. Like, I've always accepted failure. Um, you know, if you have a fear of failure, I feel like you're going to fail. Mm. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you are going to fail. You are going to get out. You are going to have rough, rough trots. You're going to have some good ones. But I think the sooner you accept that, the better it is. You know, you're going to get dropped. Everyone gets dropped. Um, yeah. You know, so for him to come back and play the way he has um, gives me great um, you know, happiness for him because I've been there through his ups and downs. We've played together for a long, long time. We grew up together. Um, but now potentially ending our careers together is going to be fantastic. And, and for us, it means a lot to our parents. You spoke then about some players, you know, been scared of failure essentially it seems to me that that sort of not disease is the wrong word but like that sort of attitude has affected a lot of Australian players throughout the years do you think that's something that you can learn like not to fear failure or do you or do you have to have it in within you I think it's in sport and global you know a lot of people finish on a high now to me I see it different if you finish on a high you're scared of coming back Mm. And and yeah, that's what happens. It's going to happen when you get older. Things are going to you're going to get slower. You you know, you're going to have to choose different events, different games that you want to play and whatnot. But that's just what happens. You know, if you you got to accept. How do you teach to accept that? It's all about resilience. Um, and I've had a I've had a, a great upbringing with my family, but I was in a housing commission. Um, you know, with a lot of people around, a lot of things that I saw that you know I wish no one else would see and. Um, you know, for me, it taught me resilience at a young age. So it's hard to build that. Um, you know, some people like just going about their business and, you know, they take it harder than what other people do when they fail and, and they're probably scared of failing. But I think when things come to you and it works out, you then understand it a mm. bit more. I think that, that initial part of, I don't want to fail, you know, what, what's everyone going to think? And that's, you know, it could be like what you dress up in and walk out today, what people are going to think of what I'm wearing. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. And, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and, and say that, but I've always taken that approach. Like, I don't give a shit. Mm. I'll call a spade a spade, you know. I always say honesty is not the best policy, but at the end of the day, if I'm, if I'm being honest and being brutally honest, yeah, you might not like it, but I have to look at myself in the mirror and be honest with myself. So mm. that's how I've always been, no bullshit. What about... Growing up in the housing commission, did that because obviously, and we are talking about like not a fear of failure, but was there added pressure to succeed because of you know I guess the ability for you to change your family's life through success? Did you feel more pressure? No, I've never really felt 
pressure at all. I think because I worked from 14, nine months when you could work, like I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed yeah. work. So I like going out there and working hard and, and doing things, helping things, uh, helping people. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's easy for me to say it now because of where I am, but I still would be doing that today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm in, involved in some businesses and I'm as hands-on as I can be even while when I'm away. Like I just enjoy helping. I, I get the satisfaction out of actually helping. Um, that, what was that know. first job you had at 14? I was working at Woolworths, stacked shelves oh, at Woolworths. Then I worked there for about six, seven years. Did a paper run, did the paper boy. I was that annoying prick that was whistling <laughs> at 6.30 in the morning. Um, and then that's actually funny because a couple of streets used to leave money out the doormat and said, stop blowing your whistle, just go and drop the paper, then I'll give you some money. <laughs> so there was, it was actually it was actually quite cool. But did um, you ever throw them? Throw the papers? Did it help no, with your well, arm, back, do you No, well, back then they didn't roll them up. They just had them like stacked as much as I could in the barrel walking around. And, um, and yeah, no, they weren't wrapped in plastic back then. So you had to walk them to the door? Oh, I walked like I would do oh, close to t- like 10Ks. Like I'd, so around where Hillsdale was, there was about nine streets, which were about four, 500 metres long, used to come up and around and then walked all the way down street called Denison Street, which almost would be about 800 metres, walk all the way around up those streets. Like it was wow. – I'll start at 6.30, I'll finish about 11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they had to keep topping up my papers because I couldn't I couldn't carry all those, that barrel. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. So I'd ring in, yeah. You'd be a strong man. Yeah. yeah. You, oh, you go. I was going to say, do you ever walk into a store and like eye up a shelf and go, that hasn't been stacked appropriately? Like, is it? Ask my st- wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you don't work here anymore. I said, yeah, but you know what? They've got to face it. It looks shit. I don't go into a store and have to look behind other products. 100%. Because the rule was two facings, you know, bring two products to the front every night religiously. And then I'd have to walk past and double check the aisles and. It used to piss me off. Do you like, still maybe do it when you're in Woolies now? Just like drag a couple of muesli bars to the front. Yeah, come on, yeah well, my pet hate yeah. is actually walking to a part and seeing someone just left something in the wrong spot. Like that does not like the oils do not go in the bloody <laughs> deodorant <laughs> section. Okay, like does not go there. It just frustrates me. So, do you mean more though, like not the the workers, but like someone who's come in and gone, oh, olive oil, and going, actually, you know what, I don't need it. Yeah, and put it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Dave, I've done that plenty of times. But I'm there's a lo- there's lo- there's loose item trolleys at the end of each bay. Is it? Yeah. I've never seen a loose item yeah. trolley. And because what, what used to Not happen was, no. what used to happen, and because of OHS now, um, you used to have to put the excess up on top of the actual shelves, right? And now they have proper wheel things because of people, you know, trying to sue people. Mm. Um, so now they actually put them out the back. So if you want that item, it's actually not on there. It's going to be out the back. And, okay. you know, you used to be able to just look up the top there. Okay, there's, there's excess. Extras. Put them up. Yeah, yeah so there's extras. Um, but they're things that, you know, for, for me, used to annoy me. I get that. Well, look, I'm going to be much more conscious of it now because and, I don't you want know, you to know, I reckon you were the type now, of bloke that, you know, all the tuners that stick, st- stacked up, you used to go, put and just pop them. Just pop. The kids, oh, look, I wasn't kids a chaos Kids come like this, operator. all the yoda and just <laughs> knock, them all down. knock them all down, the glass jaw, just jars. Just to have something to do, you know, just try and keep you active in there. Get you busy, keep you on your toes. <laughs> you listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. It's Tom and Eddie here, and we are with David Warner, the bull, the one and only, uh, before we do get back to David. Punters and dribblers, this is a goddamn threat. You better not risk missing any of the T20 Cricket World Cup action to Fox Cricket and KO when they've got every single match live and ad break free during play. I'm threatening you. You better not miss it. We don't like threatening the punter and the dribbler, but when we need to threaten, we will threaten and we're threatening. This is a threat. Know that. 
if you goddamn think about missing all of Australia's matches live and ad break free during play on KO. Did we mention that they're all live and ad break free during play? If we, sh- I don't think we've mentioned it enough because <laughs> it's live and ad break free during play. And if you want to miss our it. boys, if you want to miss our boys go back to back as the world comes to our shores and we hump them in person, you got rocks in your head. Don't miss it. I'm, that's a threat. That's a threat. And you don't want to know what happens, but that's a threat. Back to the show. Can you tell us a story about, did you, you had a cricket coach when you were a bit younger who tried to make your bat right-handed? Yep. What, yep. what was that yarn? Like, and why did that happen? Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago and he was, oh, he was an awesome, awesome coach. Like, he was, so, in, in, in short, I had so much power left-handed and kept him hitting the ball in the end, kept him getting caught. And he's like, we have to work out a way how you keep hitting the ball on the ground. Like you're going to get caught all the time if you keep hitting it in the air. So we tried batting right-handed and I was pretty much the same. But I just only had one shot that I hit in the air that was playing a pull shot. And everything was along the ground, playing a cover drive, a straight drive, on drive, right-handed. So he said to me, all right, we're going to bat right-handed for a whole year. And I ended up scoring the same amount of runs, but I just felt I had no power. I felt like I couldn't play that hoik down the ground or you know that hoik over mid-wicket that I'd like to do. Um, and I just felt like I had more control. Mm. Um, how old were you? I was 13. Do you understand at all how frustrating it might be for the general cricketer <laughs> to know that you just went, oh, f*** it, I'll play right-handed and scored the same amount of runs? Well, you talk to the boys now. I batted for a whole a couple of sessions in um, Sri Lanka recently, right-handed, playing spin, and I didn't get out. <laughs> oh, my and like, God. It's just one of those things that where I can sweep naturally and I'm going to big note unbelievable better than a lot of the guys in the team <laughs> like better than Gaza mm. um, sweeping the ball right handed I come try and sweep the ball left handed I'm absolutely horrendous really yeah I can't sweep left handed had you always practiced right handed when you were growing up like how much of it I think over time getting my weight over my front foot has been hard with my right leg so lunging forward because yeah. we just don't do it right in Australia we don't sweep mm. but Playing the reverse sweep so much, getting my front foot out and just having more sort of flexibility, I think it's helped. So then when I bat right-handed, I can get right out there. It's so right. weird because I measured it. I measured how far I can come out and meet the ball right-handed and how far I come out. It's almost a bat length. Really? Yeah, really? difference of how far I can reach out. What's so, that about, flexibility? Or so like- my, fl- my hip flexors, are, when I'm batting left-handed, I can't get over my front knee. But on my left side, I can... Get right over it. You're a you're a Paddington man. You're one of the rare actual Roosters fans who grew up in the area, in right in terms of right. No, I grew up in Matraville. Oh, it's I thought you were. Well, no, that's still born in Paddington. So I was born Born in Paddington. Born in Paddington. Yeah, Yeah, born in Paddington. Yeah, that'll do. True to my colours. True to your colours. So you are a Roosters man. I am. Do you do you follow them? Like, are you a big fan? Are you following this season and everything? Yep. How are you finding it this year? I was actually took Indy there the other day. Took it down to Shark Park, but it's just becoming a little bit. how do I say it? They're a bit too priv- privileged, my kids. Oh, really? She asked, me, she asked what box we're sitting in the other day. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're on the hill, babe. <laughs> of Shark Park. Um, yeah. I actually got invited to the Shark Box, actually, by the CEO and um, the chairman there. So that was an interesting one when Indy rocked up with a rooster scarf and everything. Yeah, and Uncle yeah, Nick yeah. said, uh, you, you're down here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, obviously, they're sitting in eighth position. It's quite cluttered at the moment. So, um Last night's game was good with South losing. My yeah. household obviously wasn't a great one. Because um, your wife was a South fan, is that oh, correct? Oh, yeah, staunch. Yeah, right. Staunch. Yeah, like yeah. Last night, you know, she's, 
you know, spewing at the TV and I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> trying to keep, you know, muttering under my breath. But yeah. um, no, it's a good, it's actually a good season this year. I think it's nice and close. Yeah. Obviously, Penrith have got some, um, some key players out. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, be interesting. Who's your favourite player? Look, I, like, Tedesco's gone to a new level. Mm. Like, I've never seen a, well, Mini used to do it, but bounce off players. Yeah. Like, it's like he's playing ping pong. Like, he yeah, just bounces off everyone. It's ridiculous. Hard to tackle. Um, look, I think, you know, Victor Radley, Hargraves last week played a ridiculous running ball game. Mm. Um, but, like, Suwali, he's going to yeah. be an unbelievable talent. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sign him up for life, put him a 10-year contract Seriously. and yeah. lock away the key. Like, yeah. You give him 15 years, like, the way he's going at 19. Crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Are, um, but he's the only ball, like, he's for his age, he runs the ball at the forwards. That's what's that's what everyone that's sort of says is the most impressive thing is it just is his uh, his toughness and confidence just a truck nut and, and then he breaks the what line. he does on the other end of the ball is he like, always you know, breaks the line and he snaps people in half and he snaps people yeah which love I love yeah. yeah well that's yeah. really nice we're obviously Manly Seagulls fans so you know we hate the Roosters absolutely hate them but I, it's hard not to get around them when you got some well I thought players. you guys through your last couple of games have an early mad Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like know. seriously, like God. that was horrendous. That was horrendous Look, the Titans game, you could be forgiven for thinking like that might have been like the case. Being, <laughs> like if you, you know, if you guys really, really support them as much as you do, I'd be tearing up my membership. No, look. Well, that's, that's that was that was that was as bad as Parramatta the other day. It was bad, but what you got to understand, David, is this is from a manly perspective. It's been the bravest season in the history of rugby league. Like we've had every adversity thrown at us, you know. So, like, I think it was, it actually was probably the loss we needed to have. Did you guys get your upgrade that Tony Abbott promised? Have you well, upgraded that stadium look, yet? Look, we've got part of it. We've got yeah, part of it. Yeah, part of it. We have oh, got okay. the northern stands been updated, but the rest of it's. I might come when your your box office is better service. Yeah, that's we'll all right. Go. <laughs> we'll go. We'll all go together. We'll all go together. Yeah. We'll, is there, there parking? They, I couldn't find parking last time. Mate, we're not, we're mate not, we'll pick you up in an Uber. We'll go <laughs> we'll together. Pick you up in an Uber. We'll get out there. We'll have a box. Yeah. We'll have <laughs> some party we'll pies, fine. some sausage rolls. Yeah. Four Pines still sponsor out there? Four Pines. Well, yeah. look, we aren't Four Pines drinkers. We're bloke in a bar, so Four bloke Pines in a bar, kick okay. rocks. Yeah. But uh, it is the Four Pines Park, but we call it Brookvale. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Really yeah. appreciate it. Good Thank luck you. with the uh, smorgasbord of cricket coming up this summer. All on KO. Fox Cricket via KO. Uh, we, yeah, we really appreciate it, mate. No dramas, Thank you. Thanks, Beautiful. Mate. Legend. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.